I'm talking on now through computer technology. They're going to be able to control people 
bank accounts. They're going to be able to control people. They're going to be able to survey. They have worldwide surveillance over people right now. They, they're, this very conversation is being recorded, okay? So I am not fearful about any of these things. Whenever it's time for me to go, God has so ordained it. End of story. It's appointed that the man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. I'm just glad that God, in his mercy, uh, showed me his grace um, before all of these events began to happen and has shown my family his grace and shown, I think, everyone that comes to this call his grace. So, anyway, that's my little prelude to this topic tonight. We've yet had anyone join us. It's about 5.51, so we're a little bit early. Uh, it's always better to be early than late, and this call is being recorded. And Rosette's sitting here with me. Mark's not with us tonight. Mark uh, was very exhausted, so he is sleeping. We did have a good time of fellowship up at Joplin, Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. That's what's on their sign up there. Uh, and... Um, I had a good time of fellowship with everyone up there. I took another one of Edward Henry's books up there, uh, The Anti-Gospel, and I gave a copy to Ruth, Mike's uh, grandmother, and she was happy to get a hold of that, Brother Edward Henry, so she'll be reading that. I also offered to give a copy to uh, Loretta, but she was not receptive at all to that, so that's okay. Um, anyway, we uh, look forward to sometime Edward Henry coming up and visiting with us. But I mentioned to Michael today, I want to make sure it's a time when Michael and his family can also join us. And he didn't really respond to me with any particular date, so I'm kind of waiting for him to see uh, what, what his response is on that. Um, I've, we had a long discussion today about the church again, and, you know, Michael registered his disagreements with me, and I registered my disagreements with him, and all in, in love. I have been doing a um, study on the church, and it's very interesting. You do, in fact, if you want to do a word study on the church, just put in the church, you'll get your boat loaded, as a friend of mine used to say. You get your boat loaded. There's a lot of passages about the church that is not limited to um, uh, numerous churches. Now, California has just joined us, and I don't know which California this might be. Who's calling? Oh, hi, Larry. This is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? How are, how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, I was just sharing with everyone. You're you're the only one with us so far. We're still a little early, but um, I was just sharing with everyone that we had a real good visit this morning up at Joplin uh, with uh, Brother Michael and his family. And then Michael and I got into quite a you know uh, after the services we spent some time together alone, and we got into a really interesting discussion again regarding the church. And uh, 
you know, and I, I've been doing an exhaustive study on the church. There's about four pages uh, of scriptures talking about the church, not churches, sure. but the, the church singular, you know, mm-hmm. as as mm-hmm. a as a in, as a as an entity, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, synonymous with the bride of Christ, right? Sure. And uh, so we've had that discussion. And of course, he's just totally in disagreement with me. And uh, mm-hmm. there's only and, one reason. The only one reason for that. <clears throat> it's a, ecclesiology that uh, builds uh, institutions. Yeah, and I I hate to. You know, I I mean, there is there are a lot of scriptures that talk about the churches, okay, plural, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, and the relationship between the churches. We, we're not denying that, and it's even referred to in the uh, in Revelation, the seven churches, and so on. But like I indicated to him that I said your view of the church is so narrow mm-hmm. that you're denying you're denying that it's twofold. In other words, it's not exclusive or inclusive. It's both. Okay. Yeah. That's in other, good. Yeah. in other words, there, there's that idea of the local church is there, but also the idea is so prominent about the church triumph, Jesus Christ, the one who was laid, yeah, cornerstone, and so on. So. I just wanted to share that with you. I want to welcome John, who's just joined us from Canada. Hi, John. I know I know you're not on. Uh, are you on Skype tonight, John? Okay. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk tonight about the last days, and I'd kind of get a pre- preview on this before we started, and that is the, John uh, telling me that. Um, the last days, I think, began, and I think Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last days began when Christ ascended back to heaven, right? I believe and we, so. Yeah. We've been in the last days, but who can argue with the fact that we're in we're in the latter latter days than it was yesterday, right? So, yeah, yeah, you right. know, I, I try to keep the discussion broad. I don't want to get into conflict or anything, but. I mean, we are we are in the last days, and I think there's evidence of that. You know, as we see uh, the 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 uh, society continuing to degenerate, especially in the area of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also see a, a lot of other areas, and a lot of people say, "Oh, Larry, you're just a newspaper eschatologist," and so on. Now, I I am recording this call, so. Since you're the only one on so far, Kevin, let's just uh, kind of banter back and forth on this. What uh, when when we start talking about the last days and the spiritual implications thereof, what what kind of comes to your mind? Well, the thing about falling away is, is very real, and and we see it now. There's so little uh, church groups teaching the sovereign grace of God in election. And so, and and other than that, you don't have the gospel of the Bible. So right. we see we see a falling away for sure in mass droves. You know, people are being gathered together in false gospel churches. Yeah, that's and of course, brilliant. And of course, the wickedness of the land too. That, that that's another thing. Right. 
By the way, I wanted to let you know, because you know I'm probably transparent to my own downfall at times, but that's just mm-hmm. the way I live my life. I, you know, I don't believe that we should hide things, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. But anyway, in my discussion this morning with Michael, um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, California number two, is this Mark? Hi, Larry. Hey, I just want to say publicly, and I've already said it, and I've already told Kevin this, so Mark, this may be but Well, I kind of inferred in my email to you, Mark, but yeah. I, cons- I consider you both uh, elders of uh, Pineville Grace Fellowship. I want you to both know that, okay? Yeah, that's cool. That's okay. cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I count you as elders, and I know that you're ordained of God. I didn't ordain you, okay? Yeah. God ordained you. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. And so I just want to publicly let everyone know I consider these brothers to be uh, elders in our assembly, and I am very glad to uh, acknowledge them as that. So, Mark, brother, Elder Mark, glad to have you with us tonight, brother. Well, that means a lot to me coming from you, brother Larry. (laughs) Well, it means Uh, it means a lot to me too, brother Mark. And uh, anyway, I want to share with something, uh, Kevin, because the this was this charge was laid against you by Michael and I know he hasn't taken up with you and so it needs to be aired, okay? okay? But he said that when you were addressing the church, he said you brought this up a number of times that you believe in the uh duality of elders, okay? Yeah, yeah. And he said he and he said his logic is <clears throat> that you can only get in the intelligence to the level of the one elder, and once you get to that level, then it's all there's no other intelligence there. Well, mm. he he believed that the inference that you were making was the intelligence of this world. In other words, uh, just sheer sheer IQ. In other words, just sheer knowledge. Just and I know that you weren't referring to that. I know you were referring to spiritual knowledge. Okay. Yes. Yes. But, you yeah, know, the so more, I, to think about that as you speak of this now, um, it's possible that someone in the pew who isn't recognized as an elder uh, or of much spiritual stature by the leadership at all could be more spiritually endowed than, than the teacher himself. So and, and, it is. Yeah, go ahead. You know, something Michael even said that. He said he was involved in the church mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, the pastor was not as um, deep into spiritual things as some of the other people in the church. So he says, no, sure. I, I, "See, he was trying to he was trying to say that you were misinforming everyone based mm-hmm. upon your statement that uh, intelligence ended and be, ended began and ended with the elder, but mm-hmm. he did." And and I didn't argue with him, but I knew what you were referring to was spiritual, spiritual, yeah. knowledge, spiritual knowledge, not just right. IQ. You know? So sure. I wanted to I wanted to bring that out in the open, you know. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. And if you had two or three of that stature, then you have a healthy church because no yes. one yeah. one man is going to rule it. Sure. That's why I'm so happy to have yeah. you to join. Uh, as elders, and also, I'm going to ask um, I'm going to ask Brother Ed Hendry to be an elder here, 
We okay. don't all have to agree on everything, but we can help. We can hold each other accountable. Yeah, you know. And, sure. And I had a really good long talk yesterday, a three-hour talk with Walt Stickle, mm-hmm. and we had a really great, I think, a time of reconciliation. So, you know, he's my elder. He's seven. Yeah, yeah I think he's a, I think he's about. A, I think he's about the same age as you. Uh, uh, Kevin. Okay. Um, but, you know, I have no problem with bringing people in with a little different viewpoint as long as we're not teaching heresy, okay? Yeah, right, and, I, yeah. you know, and I consider in, the, in, this, in this fellowship, and I want Chris to know that. You know, I want, I want him yeah. to be a part of this fellowship. I value, uh, even though we don't agree on every little thing, and sure. we can, we can, but like you said, I think Kevin, you brought that up. So the reason I'm bringing this up, and now I'm going to publicly say this to Michael, Michael, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to be a part of this fellowship and be an elder in this fellowship. But yeah. you've chosen, you've chosen Michael to distance yourself, and we kind of, as a group, feel like that mm-hmm. you have this attitude that you're just a little bit better than us, and that you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to join us because uh, you, there's a control issue. That's what I'm feeling anyway. So, yeah, Michael, yeah. I, w- I want you to know, Michael, you're welcome to be a part of this fellowship at any time. But by ostracizing mm-hmm. yourself from us is not going to increase our fellowship with you, Michael. You know, yeah. and so yeah. I, I just I have to say that, okay, <laughs> because... No, I, I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so... And, Yes, but he yeah. but he's more he's more institutionalized than we are. I yes, mean, he yes. Has, he has a concept of church and and its leadership that can't be violated. He doesn't recognize the universality of the church. To him, That's right. has, it's the assembly alone that makes the church. And right. yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's sad because you nailed it because. The problem is that people that hold that narrow of a view don't realize, first of all, how controlling they are. Because exactly. he immediately he immediately started to rationalize away uh, mm-hmm. the fact. Well, just because I don't have duality of elders doesn't mean I'm not accountable to other people. I have other people I'm accountable to. Sure. But sure. there's nothing like having elders in a fellowship that, just like this fellowship here, that's going to hold us all of us each. Uh, together accountable with each other. And so it's kind of a rationalization to say, well, I'm not that way, but I'm, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have duality of elders, but I'm still accountable. But, but he's really not. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, when you, when, you, when you really get down to it, I believe the mother and the daughter are, in, are running that church. Well, you know, I, the, you're, you're going out on the public airways, and that's going to get out. And I will I will tell you that today I took Edward Henry's book up to the church, uh-huh. and I, I took two copies. And it just so happens uh, Michael's grandmother was there today. Ruth is her name. Okay. Beautiful. And I'm really getting close to Ruth. She's really opening up to the the doctrines of grace. I'm so blessed by her. Oh, okay. And so I I offered her a copy of Edward Henry. She says, "Oh, I'm delighted. I will love to read this book." You know. Oh, that's so so I offered I offered the same thing to Luetta. She just looked at me and shoved the book away, basically. 
you know? Sure, yeah. And so I think I think you pretty well nailed it because, you know, Beth's not there half the time anymore and it's always the excuse that her husband's got other things for her to do. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and so yeah, I think you I think you nailed it. But um anyway, well let's uh let's get into our subject tonight. Uh Mark, uh, Kevin had some thoughts earlier before you were able to jump on board with us. Uh, Kevin, what when we talk about the last days, uh, what kind of comes to your mind? What what all does that entail in your mind as we we just broach the subject of the last days? Well, that verse in Timothy that says, uh, "In the last days, perilous times will come," and then he yeah. outlines outlines how men will be lovers of their own selves and not lovers of God, and so we we see that all around us and. The last yeah. days is not something we should focus on as believers, that that we will, would not be ashamed at that moment we'll be called, you know. Yeah. Yes. Because, uh, so, yeah, it's a very sobering idea. In, in fact, Paul made, he said somewhere, he said, we are closer now than when we first began. And he, right. included, he included himself in that, in that statement, so. Wow. Mark, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts is that the world is getting worse, and and by God's design, you know, we know the scripture where it says the love of most will grow cold, and then he goes into a list of all things that how people will be haters of the truth, backbiters, slanderers, you know, proud, disobedient, inventors Uh of things, and this is all by God's design, and when we when we see the world getting worse, we know, as you mentioned earlier, that that the return of Christ is closer now than when we first began. It's yeah, closer. yeah. Closer every and, day. Would you both agree? And I, I'm just curious, and we don't have to agree on everything, but from my understanding of Scripture, um, is that you know we know that. We have seen a lot of a lot of tribulation. Uh, I mean, we've seen it down through the ages. We saw it in 70 A.D. with the destruction of the temple and Titus and all, and then we saw it in the Boxes Book of Mars. We saw it all the way through uh, the Dark Ages, and then we we saw World War One, World War Two, and we've seen the Korean War and the Vietnam War and all these other wars. Uh, and so many people have been uh, killed in in a lot of different names in the name of the United States in the name of democracy in the name of republic and all the stuff but my yeah. question is i if i understand scripture before christ comes back um there's going to be a worldwide tribulation that's never been since the beginning of the world I and never that. and never shall be and it's not going to be just a war in Iraq or a war in Syria, it's going to be, we're going to have worldwide uh, persecution of, of Christians. Right, and right. that's the way I understand it. Now, if I'm if I'm in error, I stand corrected. I've, I've talked to all these people that say that, you know, before Christ comes back, there's going to be a great healing of the nations and you're going to have this worldwide revival. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and all these people are going to come into the kingdom and all this. And I, 
I just right. can't find it in Scripture. Can you guys kind of weigh in on this and, and tell me if I'm totally erroneous or if I'm missing something? Well, it says that uh, all flesh would perish unless these days are not shortened. So, yeah, so right. I, yeah. I, I take that to mean that the church itself w- would lose its life. And as we see that, that they're martyrs, martyrs for the faith in the book of Revelation. But all flesh would perish, even the unbeliever. So there would be such a, a curse coming on the earth. And there are places in the world where many Christians are already being killed for their faith. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I can see That's it a good happening point. in Europe. It's, yeah, yeah, you've talked about that before. You've even alluded to the fact that in Scripture it mm-hmm. says specifically, "But for the elect's sake, those days will be short." You know, yeah, so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I believe the next thing that will happen when things get so bad that Christ will take His people off the earth in the rapture, as we call it. But somebody's going to say there's no such thing as a rapture. But for a better word, I just use that word because it means suddenly to be snatched off the earth and to be in our, you know, in our glorified bodies, changed in an instant, right? And then right. the other, the other believers that have already died, they're going to be raised, and and together we go up and to meet the Lord in the air, and forever, right? Right. So, so so shall we ever be with the Lord? It's, it's, yeah. Uh, so, Would that be also synonymous, in your opinion? I've always felt like it was. Would that be synonymous with us uh, being ushered into the new Jerusalem coming down out of God out of heaven? Well, it's, yeah, it says, "Come and I'll show you the bride that has yeah. prepared herself, yeah. that has prepared herself for her husband." And and then he describes it as that new Jerusalem that comes down. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that and, and be I, also. You know, I'm just trying to get it in my mind chronologically. So after that happens, we're going to see ourselves seated at the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 And then when Christ returns, and I believe that's very soon after after he takes the church off the earth, I believe he comes back as as a roaring lion then. It says taking vengeance on all those that believe not God or the gospel of Christ. So and mm-hmm. we come back we come back with them I believe. Now some say yeah. only the yeah go ahead. Yeah, I don't understand all of that. Uh right. It does say that there's one passage that talks about him gathering the elect from the corners of heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't say the elect from the corners of earth, it says from the corners of heaven, you know. Yeah. And, and so there also there is this aspect of the fact that we will judge the world, you know, in other words, we're going to be part of those that are making judgments, and I don't understand all that. There also seems to be a scripture that talks about the goats being separated from the sheep, one on the right hand and one on the left hand, you know. But as far as how that all plays itself out, I I don't fully understand all that. I I don't either. As far as the chronology, I don't understand it. That's right. Like, yeah, like right. The, the saints are going to be on the throne with Jesus. Right. Know? Yeah. Right. Uh, because he is not one. I mean, he's not two. He's one with his church, his bride. And I, I love yeah, that. And I don't. I don't uh, think that the the that final return when he's coming back to judge. Okay, the reprobate. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think that has anything to do with him setting up an earthly kingdom. 
Oh, no. No, this, <laughs> this earth as we know it will, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Yeah, so right. This will all be burned up, and then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. But yeah, I, earth. Think, I think what that means is going to be a reconstituted earth. I think this earth will remain, but just everything that man has erected. You remember, every wall will fall flat. You yeah. Know, yeah. Everything that man has done in the heavens as well, he, he pollutes the skies. You know, so yeah. all of that, the, the sky will be rolled up like a scroll, the scripture says. Yeah, yeah. It, right. It'll be done away with. Yeah. All of yeah, it talks about you're right. It talks about it being melted away with fervent heat and it's gonna yeah. all be burnt up. I mean everything that we see here is not gonna be existent, you know. That's right, that's right. Yeah, because Most man, man, man go ahead. I believe. What was that? Yeah. Most most of these references that we're discussing are in Revelations, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 And certainly the end time events. Yeah. There, what is but that one? Uh, all the the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. And well, we're not, yeah, but him. we're not. The church won't be wailing. It'll be no. the unbeliever. Yeah, right. Yeah. It'll be the, I'm the unbeliever to the earth to That's the right. to the unsaved of the earth. And I know there's a scripture that says every eye will see him. That means he's going to be visible to everybody. At the same time, I don't know how that can be, but that's yeah. going to happen somehow. Well, it also concurs with what you're saying, Mark. It says, and I think this is re- it has to be referring to the wicked rep- reprobate when it says that they will cry for the mountains and the rocks to fall upon them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hide us from the face of the Lord. Oh, boy. One of, the things I, one of the things that I take comfort in all of this in this talk is that, you know, I think it's in Thessalonians where it says, comfort one another with this thing. In other words, when you see yeah. all of these things come to pass, look up for your redemption, draw right, it not. Right. You know? Yeah, amen. That's right. And that's where I'm at right now. In other words, I, I hear, hear all these things and I see all of these things and, and like yeah. Mark saying, you know, all this animosity and, and, and you know, conflict and all of this stuff is just further evidence that Christ's coming is near. Yes. Very. Yeah. 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 And we can't reason with the unregenerate, you know. And, and right. Sometimes we get frustrated when we're talking to somebody. And then we realize they they just can't track with with what makes sense as we understand it to be in any situation. You're right. In fact, that's the very message. That, and, and by the way, Michael mm-hmm. did an excellent excellent study today on uh, Corinthians and the wisdom of this world. You know, chapter mm-hmm. two. Oh, uh, very good. And very good. and and it was so good the way he pointed this out that you know mm-hmm. uh, the world is got their own concept of what is knowledge. Yeah. And, right. and Christ's right. knowledge is totally separate from the wisdom of this world. That's and, right. You know, that that's what you're saying, Kevin. We can and it's all revealed. It's all the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is the one that reveals spiritual knowledge to us, you know. Yeah, yes. There's a verse that says, Unto us is made known the wisdom of God and the uh how does it work? The sanctification and the redemption? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. It's all all in a package that mm-hmm. comes to God's people. And uh, it's just a wonderful thing, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I was thinking about this um heavenly knowledge or the wisdom of God and how that he's revealed it to each one of us. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with Michael, you know, my experience has been with uh, Brother Christopher, Brother Walt, Brother Kevin, Brother Mark, Brother Ed, mm-hmm. Brother Larry, mm-hmm. uh, Sister Louise, Sister Linda. All of us have not been raised in the doctrines of grace all of our lives. No, and so, right. but what my experience has been when I early on began to visit some of these people in these mm-hmm. churches that have been in the doctrines of grace their whole life, they had kind of a snooty attitude toward me. In other words, you're not quite up to the same level as I am. You know, kind of an elitist attitude. And I see that going on in a lot of... And I just don't think it's godly. I don't think it's Christian. I think they need to examine how they're treating those that are coming in or who are hungry for the gospel. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, you know, God will deliver his people from those shepherds yes. that fleece them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was pointing that out to to Michael, you know, because he says, you know, if people are just going to come in the church to cause trouble, and I said, Mm. Michael, I said, my experience has been just the opposite. Most of the people Mm. that come into the doctrines of grace are starving for truth, and when Mm -hmm. they come in, sometimes they are, they are, they are uh, kind of shunned by those that have been in the doctrines of grace because they. You know, kind of like they shunned Paul, okay, when he came out of, you know, because, and I understand it's, you know, people want to know that, you know, they're one of us, so to speak, but at the same time, I think that they need to be warned that if someone is searching for the truth, then you need to reach out to them and embrace them, you know. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And usually people that are converted by the reading of the scriptures alone, then they seek a church. They they believe that God's people are, are assembling on a Sunday morning somewhere. And right. so they, they see they go out and they, they're looking. And unfortunately the a lot of the churches have just enough truth to get them interested and but right. En- right. enough corruption to, to mess up their muddy the water as they say, right? Yeah, exactly. and, and and Michael made a good point. He said, you know, we and he says, I know that you all agree that uh just reading the scripture alone is not going to bring life to someone. In other words, life right. is already in them before they believe the scriptures. And I said, well, absolutely. In other words, yeah. you if you've got spiritual life, spiritual life is what gives you the hearing to hear the scriptures. But you make yeah. a good point, Kevin. Right. Yeah. If a person is new in the faith, uh-huh. and, and even the Apostle Paul talks about the milk and the meat of the word, and if you have a, a baby in Christ and you all of a sudden that baby in Christ is exposed to, for an example, you know, false teaching, uh, the, those people who are false are teaching that fall, are going to be held responsible for, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Jeremiah talks about the pastor scattering the sheep, you know. Yeah. I think that's in Jeremiah 19, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that chapter, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he goes on at great length and talking about the deception that the, the those that should have oversight of the flock they, they don't 
they don't uh, represent God's interest in what they do with the with the people. Yeah. Well, that's they really can... quite interesting. Now, Mark, what do you when you when someone? Because I know that you guys, <clears throat> you know, you're out amongst the community and so on. If the subject ever comes up, and and Kevin or Mark, either one of you can can answer this, but if the subject comes up about how bad the world's getting and and all of this, someone registers or they actually can see how bad the world is getting and so on, uh, how do you address someone on the street like that? What's your kind of modus operandi? I was speaking with somebody yesterday at a church meal like that, and somebody who I know, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim, who's on the street, and he's one of the he's one of the saner ones that's on the street. And he was talking to me, telling me how bad how he tries to avoid, you know, getting into drama and situations of trouble with these old with these other homeless people that are on the street that'll steal you blind. And he was focusing on Long Beach exclusively. And I was trying to tell him, Jim, scripture says that the whole world is in wickedness, not just Long Beach, but the whole world. Good point. Good point. That's real good. Yeah. That's an excellent point you're making because what it, what it does is it points outside of his little, little area and shows him a, a bigger picture, you know? Right. Yeah. And he understood what I was saying. Yeah, I think he understood because he's, he's, you know, he's he's on the streets with all these other homeless people, but he's he's not like them, other people. That's why I talk to them because I perceive a spirit of rationality about him. I mean, yes, he's, he's a little bit hung up on things, that he sees happening in front of his eyeballs, but he's got that he's got that spiritual mindset too, and that's why I yeah. was talking to him yesterday, yeah. and he was telling yeah. me about the evil things that he sees happening in Long Beach, and 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 I think he heard me when I said it's not just Long Beach that Scripture says this whole world is swallowed up in wickedness and evil, and so I think he did hear me. Well, that's wonderful. That that probably yeah. you planted this. You planted a seed, you know, and he probably I, went away and was thinking about, wow, you know, what Mark mm-hmm. said is really true. I mean, it's not just here. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, it's like yeah. it kind of reminds, reminds me. Remember when we were kids? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember the the thing, the Chicken Little. The world is falling. The world is falling. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening, you know. Yeah. That's and, and we and we both, me and Kevin, both are of the be of the opinion that Jim very well could be a brother in the Lord. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope that the good Lord continues to work in his heart, such that he brings yeah. uh, life and he 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 embraces the gospel. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. But but he's so burdened with, with the problems that he he's confronted with, you know, every yeah. day. And yeah. and like like Jesus said, in this world you're going to have trouble, but don't right. let your heart right. be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled, and don't be afraid. 
be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And we, we very seldom see any cheer in this man that we're talking about. Uh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And once in a while, when Mark and I will say something to him, the light comes on, he smiles, and, and he's he's cheerful for a moment. <laughs> That's good, yeah. But then he goes right he goes right back. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he's carrying carrying the weight of the world on him, you know. And it's yeah. too bad because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Yeah, and it reminds me of Pilgrim's Progress in Christian when he first started out, you know. Yeah, Remember yeah. he had that big bundle on his back? That's and then right. all of a sudden that bu- that bundle, you know, just went off his back and it was like the whole world, yeah. you know, he could he, he could walk up right, you know. Right, right, right. You know, I was going to tell you guys, I was kidding around yesterday a little bit in one of our devotionals, and I was sharing with people how I considered you to be true brothers and elders in this fellowship. And uh, I said, by the way, if I ever get out to Long Beach, uh, I have no I, I have no problem worshiping, worshiping at uh, Carl Jr. Grace Fellowship and considering yeah, that, myself that. enough. Consider myself an elder among them, okay? Yeah, that, that would be cool. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure when yeah. I called it Carl Jr.'s Grace Fellowship, I'm sure that just blew a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> Does it really matter what name you have on it? You know what I'm saying? No, no, no it doesn't. It doesn't. And, you know, I was thinking, and I, I, I'm going to say this, and I, this is not to attack anybody, it's to get them to think. Right. But, yeah. you know, I never have liked I never, and I know I'm going to catch it on this, but I never have liked people that call themselves Baptists. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Why would you want to take on the name of John the Baptist? Right. I mean, I, I mean, sure. look at John the Baptist at at Christ's baptism. Right. There was loud voice from heaven said, "This is my beloved son. Hear ye him." Okay. Right. What did John the Baptist himself say? John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase. Yeah, that's real good. And I've never, I never have understood why people always want to take on the name of John the Baptist oh, uh, for, their, for their church. I, and I'm not, that's fine if they want to call themselves Baptist, but I'm not going to call myself Baptist. You know, no, I'll just, call myself, I'll well, just call myself Grace Fellowship or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what Paul was writing about, you know, in Corinthians. He said yeah. there was fact- factions forming in their uh, group, and and that's what it is. It's name-calling, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. One of Apollos, one of Cephas. Right, right. The, yeah. the whole issue is who are you baptized into? And it's yeah. not the local assembly. It's Christ. In fact, Michael had a paper. He had a paper that I, I, pick, I picked up a lot of papers and booklets and stuff from, from the church yeah. there in Joplin. And I was reading this paper, and, and it was really arguing strongly against the idea that the church is other than a local assembly and, the, and that we're baptized into a local assembly or, or we're yes, not baptized. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And in I fact, he, that, he holds that position. In fact, uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, one couple left the assembly is because uh, mm. she would not be rebaptized. They would not be rebaptized in the Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, and he said he could not consider them full-fledged members until they were. Because she had been baptized right. in an Arminian church, okay? And he right. said, right. I'm not going to uphold Arminian baptism, okay? Any more sure. than I would uphold a Mormon baptism or 
uh, Roman Catholic baptism or or any other false doctrine, I'm not going to uphold a false baptism. Right, right. That's his argument, okay? Sure. Now, sure. I told him, I said, well, how can, so you're not going to uphold my baptism because I said I was baptized in a primitive Baptist church. I didn't know it when I was baptized there. I went down in the waters fully. My conscience was totally clear. I believe they believed in totally unconditional election, but after I was there for a while, I found out they were conditionalists. Okay, right, so does that right. mean my, make my baptism void? You know? No, no, that's ridiculous. No, all you're oh. doing is you're identifying with Christ's death in an outward form. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. And Luther called it the outward. Uh, let's see, the outward expression of the inward work of grace. Something, something to that effect. That if you have experienced the inward work of grace, then you give the outward expression of baptism. And well, it's see, just his, his yeah, argument. His argument is that you know. Remember the passage where uh, Quilla and Priscilla, and I think there there's some other people that, that they asked them, mm. "Have you been baptized under Christ?" And they said, "We don't know anything about Christ's baptism. We've been oh, baptized right. in the John." And they said they explained That's things right. more fully to them, I'm paraphrasing, and so they were yeah. rebaptized in Christ, okay? And right. so, see, that's his, that's his justification for rebaptizing people. And he said, what well, if somebody comes in here in our assembly, they said they want to join with us in fellowship and everything, and we find out they were baptized in the reorganized Latter-day Saints. Are we going to... And they, they think that that baptism is, is correct. How do you respond to people right. like that? It's a good question. Well, how would you respond to that, Kevin and uh, Mark? I would only look at the Spirit. I either see the Holy Spirit in that person or not. Yeah, right, you know, right. And, I mean, he can talk about how he got wet or didn't get wet. That's up to him. You know, right. I would just, he, he, because if he didn't have the Holy Spirit, he shouldn't get baptized anyway. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. But, but see, it's a spiritual discernment that Michael himself doesn't have, and if he had multiple elders, one of them might have it. And, and right. see that, that's 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 the way the church is preserved, you see, in yeah. its pure yeah. in its purity. Yeah. yeah, I right. The spiritual the spiritual matters take precedence over over the outward. Yeah, yeah. This, well, uh, in my position, my position, and if I'm wrong, but my position is that if a person, like you said, is giving a confession of faith. Uh-huh. And by all appearances, it appears, like you said, that they have, there's a scripture that's, that says that you cannot say that Jesus is the Christ if you don't have the Spirit of God in you. Right. In other words, you that's, can't, you can't yeah. say that he's the Son of God unless you have the Spirit of God. And right. So if a person is confessing Christ as his Savior openly uh-huh. in, in, in public and he's vouchsafing that, I'm gonna have. I have to accept it until proven otherwise. That, that's that's right. good. Yeah, we accept them until they show otherwise. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because right. It, it, when when it says no one can say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit, anybody can utter the words. Right. It, it, the word, what it, what, it, what it means is nobody can actually have Christ as their Lord and Savior without the Holy Spirit. But, they, right. but they, can, they can say he does, you know. Right, and, right. And you're right. You're right. It says don't believe all spirits, but try them. So when they come into our assembly, we give them space, and they'll show themselves one way or the other. The scripture well, says right. they'll fall, they'll fall flat on their face, knowing of a truth that God is in you. Yeah, they can't, that's the same thing yeah. with this this problem with uh, what they 
what Michael calls closed communion, you know? I mean, I, I think once you start setting yourself up as a judge and jury over whether someone is, yeah. he says examine yourself. He doesn't say examine yeah. everybody else. Yeah, 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 right. sure, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like, I, like if we went to his church, or if I did when I visited with you, and they were having communion. I don't know if I would be given it in that church. I don't know. Well, I know a... that it was a while. It was. I went there for about two years before they had a communion service. Wow. And I almost didn't partake of communion because of the message before communion. <laughs> because it was, it was meant to set me off. It was meant to push my buttons because he was so yeah. adamant about, about yeah. what that represented right. in a narrow fashion. In other words, see, I don't believe that, in other words, I believe we are to examine ourselves, that we're in the faith and so exactly. on. Exactly. And all right. of that. And But I, I think that, um, you know, for an example, I don't, I don't think that it's, I don't think we're supposed to, to, um, you know, Michael has this term he uses a lot. I don't like it. He calls it uh, front door discipline, okay? Uh-huh. And he goes, I would, when someone comes into the church, he immediately starts his screening process. I mean, right. immediately. I mean, he starts asking all kinds of questions and everything else. <laughs> oh. And, and oh. you know, he, he calls, he goes, I'd rather, I'd rather have front door discipline than back door discipline, you know? I don't agree. I don't agree with that. If someone comes in and they're searching for the truth, are you going to set about to figure out how you can run them out the door before they even? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's 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 the meaning of that verse. Don't believe all spirits, but try them. Give them yeah. some space. Give them some space. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And I love Michael. I told him today. I said, Brother Michael, we disagree on things, but I still love you, brother. And I, yeah. I do believe that I believe yeah. that you are operating in good faith. I believe you're, you know, you're going by the conscience, and and I believe that you're, you know, in other words. But I said, you know, that, that just because we don't agree on everything doesn't mean we don't love each other. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. His messages yeah. are greatly edifying. Yeah, yeah, I listen to them. Yeah, I see. The I really enjoyed his message this morning on on spiritualism. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. You know, so. Good. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Well, this, this last phase, I think it's going to become more and more. Uh, I just recently listened to a situation. I might have shared this the other night. I'm somewhat redundant, but I'd heard the Southern Baptists have 18 million members, and they just elected a new president. His name is mm-hmm. Greer. And mm-hmm. Greer got 68% of the vote. So 68% mm-hmm. of 18 million is about 12 million votes. And Mm -hmm. Greer made a speech here a while back, and his speech said, we as a Southern Baptist have to (laughs) embrace those who are homosexual. He says, we cannot let our doctrine uh, forfeit our love for homosexuals. Well, the problem with his his speech was that he he does not understand that you can love homosexuals, but that doesn't mean homosexuals are going to love you, right? Yeah. I mean, right. but attitude right now, you've got to, you have to accept 
me in my lifestyle. And yeah, you have yeah. you have to let accept me into your right. fellowship. You have to, right. you know, and so on. Well, and so he well, is uh, he is given yeah. an open door to homosexuality right now. Sure. Well, he knows that if he closes the door on them, he'll be subject to lawsuits. Yeah. And so and and so it cost the church millions. But, wow. but so what he's do, what he's doing is just politically correct. It has nothing to do with what's biblically correct. That's that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. if someone comes into the assembly and he's a practicing sinner, then he shouldn't be welcome. You right. know. Because repentance is the first thing that that we look to see in somebody whether he's really broken and of a humble and contrite heart. You know. But but he can't take his activities and try to justify him by looking at scripture to see where, where it's okay to be doing what he's doing. And that's what they right. do. You right. Know, right. Yeah. So it's too and bad. So biblically, biblically, let's just take that scenario into situation. Let's just say that that happened in the context of public worship in Joplin. Let's just say a homosexual came into the Joplin fellowship Wow. And he wanted to be a part of the fellowship, but he was openly, actively, and proud of the fact that he was homosexual. How should he be addressed? Uh, we, you have to tell him that we have to. We can't have practicing sinners in our congregation. It's a danger to the others, and it also gives them a, a, a false assumption that all is well with their soul when it's not. You, right. you have to repent. You have to put a stop to the activity that God hates. And he makes it clear in his book that he hates it. Now, they will say, well, Jesus never said anything against homosexuality. And he, and he didn't. But yet the epistle letters of Paul are abound with it. And Paul, Paul, said, that, yeah, and the Paul said the things I write are the commandments of the Lord. So they well, have here's, much here's, here's been my experience. Here, here's been my experience. What the argument is, and it's a, it's a very, very shrewd argument, and it's mm-hmm. hard to deal with because what I've had homosexuals tell me is, mm-hmm. um, you don't believe you believe that homosexuality is a sin, right? And I go, yeah. And they go, well, do you sin? And I go. I don't practice. Oh, I don't. I don't practice sin. And when I do sin, God gives me repentance to repent of it and turn from it. Okay, that's right. my answer. They go. Well, they go. Well, hey, the problem. The problem is you just you just openly admitted that you're a sinner, and so you're in the same camp that I'm in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but but, but he's he's a, he's practicing his sin. It's a habitual yes. with him. He yeah. it's his lifestyle. He's living in it. Yeah, that's right. In fact, it it affects his whole persona. You're just looking at him and listening to him. You know, you know where he's at. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know right. what I mean. Yeah, so so you can't yeah. allow these kind of people into the church. But if, of course, you you say no, and you're going to have a problem. Well, and I think that goes. I think that goes back to why we worship in the manner that we worship. Not we worship in spirit and in truth, and we don't put big signs out over our door advertising mm-hmm. that we are a church. I would never, mm-hmm. for an example, this little trickler up here, yeah. you know, Kevin, I would never put on here worship center, okay? No, no that's <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. You'll never have a protest march outside in front of you. <laughs> everybody, 
think one they're going to come up to this trailer and start protesting. Yeah. I don't think so. There's yeah, no. Uh, I'd say, hey, what are you protesting that I got? Did I have sure. a construction trailer out here? <laughs> you know? Right, right. What What do you hope to get from me out of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry. Yeah. When you yeah. when when when, uh, when you confront the homosexuals or any reprobate on their sin, they always. This is a standard thing that they do, and it's very predictable. They always try to shift the emphasis yeah. on you. Oh, yeah. what kind of sin do you have in your life? You know, you're calling yeah. me a sinner. What are you hiding? Yeah. And, so, and you know what? I mean, if we're yeah, honest, it's, like uh, you said, like Kevin said, the only difference, Mark, is that we 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 openly admit that we, we struggle are. with sin, but but we have the answer, the solution to sin yes, is right. that God God grants us repentance and we turn from it where they don't do that. No, that's yeah. right. That's right. So they they always do that and it's very predictable that they do the same thing yeah. every time when you yeah. when you confront any one of them on sin, they always try to shift the blame and right. We don't say we're perfect, just forgiven. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's important to tell people, look, when I sin, uh, my repentance and my turning doesn't come from myself. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. It, That's it, good. It comes from God himself. And so... don't mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. that's what they don't understand that our repentance our ina- our our being enabled to repentance to repent comes from God Himself. Amen. That's right. That's right. And so that's what they don't understand and you can't explain it to them with words. It has to be experienced. They don't understand it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's why that's, when that's we work with we, when we work with people, we, we we talk with them and we we get to know them somewhat before we would welcome them to join us on Sunday morning, because mm-hmm. we because we we've had people come and sit with us and you know they clearly are not one of us. Right. It's best to just give some people time to show themselves and and get to know you and you, you know you can just pray and ask God to show you who is suitable to bring into the church. Because right. it's a very, it's a heavy responsibility of the elders to subject his con- to subject his congregation to somebody that could be so devious and so wicked as as homosexuals are. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And when, oh, and we and when we pray at the end of our sessions on Sunday morning, we always ask whoever whoever closes us in prayer. We always right. ask the Lord to bring those that he would have to be with us to hear what we have to say yes, in humility. Yes. And at such time that that happens, it will be because the Lord has seen fit to do so. Yeah. When it happens, it will be because the Lord has seen fit for it to happen at that time. Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to someday getting to meet Gary. I I know that he is yeah. another really blessed uh, brother in fellowship with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's a wonderful counterbalance to me uh, mm-hmm. because I, I'm so optimistic and he is so pessimistic. 
<laughs> well, that's good. It kind of, kind of gives you a balance, like you said, a balance thing. Yeah, balances of that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's incredible. But he's. Uh, well, I want to, I want to, I want to thank you for your optimism because, yeah, I mean, I've, I've commented to Rosette. I said, you know, I always like to talk to Brother Kevin because he is pretty positive, and I, I need some of that in my life. So. Well, okay. Well. Yeah, that's the Lord feeds the the brethren when He puts them together. Yeah, that's yeah, no, good. Yeah. When I listen to Kevin and Gary going back and forth, Brother Larry, sometimes it's so hilarious it cracks me up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's kind of what happens between me and Michael sometimes. I'm sure if there was a if there was a fly on the wall, the fly on the wall mm-hmm. probably you know flopped down the floor. <laughs> Right, well, right. And I, I sometimes yeah. well, Gary, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Sometimes, Larry, I I tell Kevin and Gary sometimes I don't need TV to entertain me. I got you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Gary, Gary does thank you, uh, uh, Larry, for that book uh, that you gave. Well, me. You, you tell you tell Gary, mm-hmm. Larry. Larry asked about him, and you tell him that Larry used to have a brother named Gary. Okay, oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. My, my older brother, uh, my the next brother up from my oldest brother's name was uh-huh. Gary, and he he died when he was was four years old of pneumonia. But I do I did have a brother named Gary. So wow. Oh, wow. Uh, but you okay. tell, you tell Gary that I asked about him, and that yeah. I I'm looking forward to Sunday meeting him. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I really enjoyed our talk tonight, and it's we're coming up pretty close to the top of the hour. Um, and I wanted to kind of end tonight with you know that letting everybody know uh, tomorrow night um, um, Ed Henry is going to be on. Now I sent out the questions to everyone, and I want you to know that it's not going to just be Larry interviewing Ed Henry. Okay, that's not the idea here. We've got an open mm-hmm. forum, and I encourage you that if you have any thoughts from, from a spiritual context mm-hmm. regarding things, the information that he's putting out regarding the subject, feel free to interject at any time, both of you, okay? Right. Um, because I need help. I need help uh, to make sure that we stay on the straight and narrow, and that is one 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 goal and one motivation, and that is to lift up Christ, okay? Yeah, right, right, right. In everything. We don't want to get off sidetracked. But after I got this book, it, it really rocked me. And right, right. I realized that we are in a, a major spiritual battle. And, right, right. you know, one of, the, one of the things that Ed pointed out, I'll share with you, so tomorrow night you can kind of take this under advisement, but one of the things that Ed points out is that nothing has changed. In other words, he said, you know, we have the same warfare going on right now that Christ had when he cast the money changers out of the temple. Perfect. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It's a spirit spirit of Antichrist that is now already working. Yeah, Yeah. and he he said, you know, I've often thought, you know, why did John the Baptist have such a 
why did he call them, you scribes, you Pharisees, you hypocrites, you vipers, you know? Uh-huh. And he said, Christ, Christ didn't even, you know, Christ called them out too. He said, you're of your father the devil and the works of your father you will do. He said, yes. we, there's always been a group of people that have been anti-Christ, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that right. have shifted their fist in the face of Christ. So he said, nothing's changed. It seems like it's more right. prevalent right now within America and within this whole thing. And you know, another thing he brought up was was really an interesting uh, question. He said, I'm so anxious to talk to the brothers tomorrow night because he said, my question to them is, why do we have this Jewish problem? Okay. <laughs> well, we find the answer in First and Second Chapter of Galatians, right? All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, any, okay. anyone that is trying to uphold whatever it is works, whether it's the Babylonian Talmud, or the Kabbalah, uh-huh. or the traditions of men, anyone that's trying to uh-huh. circumvent Christ yeah. is right. a problem, whether they're Jew or Gentile, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so that's something I think we really need to... Uh, you know, openly expressed tomorrow in that in that yeah, interview. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, well, and Peter Peter talks about the, the wicked have been ordained to the very work that they do. Yes, mm-hmm. ordained to this condemnation. And, yeah. And and so the, what's so evil in the world is ordained of God. He's the orchestrator of it, and it's all going to take place just as He has ordained it to be. So I don't right. waste a lot of time thinking of things of the earth because. The, you know, you can talk endlessly about what's going on. Like Paul says, I profess to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. That's what he would talk to the people about, the gospel. Right. Uh-huh. And, right. And because you can get very tired and very tangled up with a lot of time-wasting, in my opinion. This is, you know, I'll, t- I'll try to hold my tongue Monday night, you know. No, don't, no that's what I don't want you to do. <laughs> Yeah, well, I want, you know, I want you, you, I want you to have what I'm saying is I mm. want you to have the liberty to loose your tongue and speak openly because yeah, Ed, Ed has yeah. no problem speaking openly. He's very yeah, assertive. Right. And, you okay. know what? Ed respects Ed respects you when you are open in that. Uh, and so uh, I, I I really I really uh, encourage both of you to have the liberty to speak when you're you're propelled right. to by, you know, the Holy right. Spirit. Another thing that I that that um, Michael brought up this morning, you know, everybody wants to talk about, well, God is no respecter of persons. He said uh-huh. you have to you have to, to keep that in context. He's mm. no respecter of persons, but male or female, Jew or Gentile, bond or free, rich or poor, mm-hmm. black or white. Mm-hmm. But he is, he is uh, a respecter of persons as to whom he imparts his grace to. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. And That's I right. think we need to, I think, we, and he pointed out, you know, very specifically in Romans 9, it says, for this very purpose have I raised thee up, speaking of Pharaoh, mm-hmm. that I might sure. show my power. So, yeah, yep. he's not a respecter of persons in those areas, as far as male, female, black, or white, rich, or poor, or Gentile. But he right. is, he, you know, he did choose out uh, a people for himself and bow the same lump. That's right. We have, we have Jacob and 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 Esau, you know, so yeah, yeah, amen. That's right. 
Well, yeah, listen, so guys, I'm going to uh, kind of bring this to a uh, – I'm looking at the, the clock. It's 6.53, and, and I just want to thank you guys. I really mm-hmm. I, I really am edified by your fellowship, brothers. I want you to know that. And by the way, I want you to know how much I missed you last night. If you well, listened to the talks well. you last night – Did you talk to yourself? Or I how, talked how to myself for about about fifty minutes, and I thought Larry just shut. Well, John was with us; he was listening, oh, you know, okay. from Toronto. Yeah. But uh, you know, okay. the the fact is, we need each other. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're not a well, one man band. You know. Right, right. Okay. Well, well, my prayer is that Michael will understand that we speak what we believe the Holy Spirit is teaching us. We're not vindictive against no. him personally. Uh, yeah, we're just sure. sure. So, and I hope he would receive that in the spirit that we give it. Yeah. I hope so, too. I hope yeah. so, too. Okay. And I've received a lot of, a lot of good instruction from Michael, and I have, I have changed my views uh, on a lot of things because of Michael's teachings. I will say that. And so, well, you know, okay. he's had an imp- a very positive impact on me in a lot of areas for which I'm grateful. So I, yeah. I will give him that. Now, we've just got a guest five just joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know who this is. Guest five, if you want to identify yourself in the chat room, mm-hmm. that's fine. We were just kind of bringing the call to a conclusion. We've got seven minutes left. Um, why don't you do this, Kevin? Or rather than me do this, why don't you give Guest 5 just a brief overview of what we've talked about for the last 50 minutes? Wow. <laughs> well, the, the, the subject was the last days, and we, we talked about the last days, but we also talked about the church and how we are to conduct ourselves in these last days and uh, mm-hmm. what we're looking and what we're looking forward to uh, as a promise that Christ will come and gather us to himself. We, t- we talked about a lot of things pertaining to the last days. That we should be stirred in our hearts to have a zeal to serve the Lord. Um, yeah. It talks about they're, they're zealous for good works. Are we, in fact, zealous? Has God made us zealous? Uh, do, do we have any good works that we can look at and say, Lord, you, you are the doer of, of this? And and so it, it prompts us to look and, you know, at our situation personally, as as much as to the scriptures themselves that give us great comfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I don't yeah. know this for a fact, but mm. I I think that the uh, it might be I, I I forgot to send out a reminder to everybody. I usually try to do that, but I was having problems with my internet, and I didn't mm-hmm. even know if we were going to be able to. Uh, okay, guess five said all went silent on my first browser. Okay. Uh, are you able to hear me now, Guest 5? And Guest 5, oh, it's Toronto West. Okay. Toronto had to call back in as Guest 5 because he was unable to hear us. So that's no, what's going on with Guest 5. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Well, he can, listen, he, can listen to the, he can listen to the whole program, can't he? he, he can yes. Listen to it. And, and, yeah. and John's aware of that. John, that okay. whole program okay. will be available on Sermon Audio in about probably about an hour and a half we'll have it up and we'll also have it on Facebook. So okay. uh, you're welcome to uh, to listen to that. And we are getting quite a number of people on Facebook now listening to our talk shoes on Sermon Audience. So that's good. That's so, wonderful. All right. all right. Well, listen, guys, I'm going to call it a night. 
and I appreciate it, and I'll look forward to it if you can. Uh, yeah, uh, Guest 5 said he just missed a couple of minutes, so he got all the rest of the broadcast. So that's good. Cool. Okay, good. Okay. All right, well, Mark, Kevin, John, thank you for tonight, and uh, if possible, we'll, God being in the matter, and we have Internet, we'll be on yeah. tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. Well, thanks for all you do, Larry, all this connection and all this work you do. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark. You God bless. Thing. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.